Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. And some of the miracles that God has done in my life when I've called out to Him. In Matthew 6, verses 5 to 15, Jesus said, when you pray, do not do it to be seen by others. Go in your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Will reward you. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans. They think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So, Jesus told us to go in our prayer closet. To let it be personal from our heart. I'm a loud girl and I talk a lot. So I probably use way more words than what God really needs to hear. <laughs> when I'm excited, I'm talking, talking, talking. And when my heart is broken, I'm praying, praying. So it's probably way more words than God needs. He says to go in our prayer closet. And yet, how many of you, when you go out to lunch or dinner, actually pray before the meal? Why do we do that? I think we do it because we're thankful to God for the food. We're thankful for the freedom to pray. And we want to be an example to others that they can feel the freedom to thank God. I think we've come to realize today that if we don't use the freedom we have to worship our great king, we may not have that freedom tomorrow. So it's a privilege for us to have that freedom to do that. God has miraculously answered my prayers several times in my life. When I was five years old, my mom was pregnant. And I, I said, and please, Jesus, give me a baby sister. Every night it was the same prayer. Please, Jesus, give me a baby sister. One night, my dad and my mom were standing in the doorway. And my dad was not a believer. 
And he had a lot of mischief in him. And he said, are you sure not a baby brother? And I said, no, Jesus, I mean a baby sister. Two months before I turned six, God gave me a baby sister. And I packed that little baby around like she was mine. I would carry her everywhere. And the neighbors would say to my mom, Why are you letting Debbie carry that baby? What What if she drops that baby? And my mom said, She's close to the ground, that baby won't get hurt. I carried my baby sister Danny around until she was three. And if she'd get in trouble and my mom would say, no, 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 Danny. I'd say, it's okay, you come here. I spoiled her rotten. The next time that I called out to God in a in a miraculous way God answered when when I was having a baby of my own our second child Isaiah and he was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck twice our baby was born at 10 minutes to 7 in the morning and they whisked him off because he was not breathing well. I said, when do I get to have my baby? Bring me my baby. In an hour, in an hour we'll bring you your baby. But eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, no baby. We were in tears. And we called our church pastor. And we said, Pastor, we need the church to pray for our baby Isaiah. We've still not gotten to see and hold our baby. And we are asking you, Pastor, to call the church and have everybody call everybody else and pray. That was at 1.30. At 4 o'clock, God healed our baby. And they brought him to us. And Isaiah got to go home with me the next day. We serve a mighty God. And he hears us. Our Heavenly Father hears us. There are four parts of prayer that I learned one time in a class. We use the anacronym ACTS. A C T S. A C T 
S. Okay. A is for adoration. Adoration is the act of worship. Expressing profound love and honor. That's what we were doing tonight. Right here in this service. C is for confession. Confessing to God, admitting to God my failures and my sins. Confessing to God that I know I am not enough on my own and I need Jesus. T is thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God for what he has done for us. For Jesus, salvation, forgiveness, the Holy Spirit, our family and friends, a place to worship, freedom to worship, and every blessing he gives us every day. That's expressing gratitude. Last is S, supplication. The dictionary says this is humble and earnest petition or request. This is when we lift our needs and the needs of those we love to the Heavenly Father. This is when we call out to God for others. And when we tell Him our heart's desire and our needs and the pain in our life that He needs to heal. That is supplication. This has been very helpful to me in my life so that my prayers have balance. And I'm not always asking, asking, asking. We ask a lot, don't we? But do we thank God a lot? Do we say thank you as much as we say please? Probably not. I rarely sit still at home. I'm very hyperactive. At, at work they had a name for me. It was hummingbird. Because it was very hard for me to sit. And it was very hard for me to sit and read my Bible. Or to sit and pray. But I've realized that my mind does better when my body is moving. Even up here, you've seen me moving, right? 
So I've realized that I can listen to my Bible while I walk. I can pray while I'm washing dishes. I can fold my towels and sing. And I don't have to just sit still. Because when I sit still, I get, I get distracted. But if I'm moving, I can stay more focused. So sometimes we have to find what works for us. And if God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, he can walk with us. Another blessing that has been vital in my life of prayer is that we have a ladies' prayer group. 20 years ago, our children all went to school together at Crossroads Christian School. And when they got to eighth grade, they, they had to go away to the different high schools. They all lived in a different area. So all the children were going to different schools. We wanted to keep our families together. We wanted to keep our children as friends. So we would get together and pray or have a picnic or go for a walk in the mountains. Eventually, everyone got busy. But our prayer ladies continued to get together and pray for one another. Now, during COVID, that became very difficult. So we started texting. And we made a group on our text. And we would put what our prayer requests were on that text message. Please pray for me. I'm having a difficult day at work. Please, please pray for my husband. He's very sick. Thank you, Jesus, that something wonderful happened. Praise God that he answered a prayer. We would carry one another's burdens. And we would celebrate together. We found, and we still are, praying for one another every day through our phone. This morning I was up at 2.12 praying the prayer request that my prayer girl sent. And asking them to pray for you. That sisterhood is tight. We've gone through marriages and some divorces. Car accidents and new babies. And every difficulty in between. But it has made us strong together. 
and having brothers and sisters in Christ that you can call in a minute and pray with or you can send a text it is a treasure beyond measure Scripture says that Jesus intercedes for us. He brings us to the Father. And when we don't know how to pray, the Spirit intercedes with, with groans too deep for words. Sometimes when I don't know how to pray, I pick up God's word and I read scripture and I put my need in there or I put my situation in there. So let me give you an example. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made Thank you, Heavenly Father, for making this beautiful world you give us. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Father, right now, I stand in awe of you. I honor you and give you praise. Help our city to praise your name. Help Portland to honor and glorify you. Help Oregon to lift you on high. Help our world to know you and love you. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. Thank you, Father, that you don't forget about us. Thank you that when we feel small and insignificant, you still see us. Thank you that when our hearts are hurting, you hear our cry for help. Thank you that you see all the children of men. So sometimes when we don't have the words, we can take some of God's word and then, and then add our praise or our concerns. The Bible says, encourage one another. Carry one another's burdens. When you're praying for someone else, you are carrying their burden. You are encouraging their heart. You are filling them with strength to continue to walk with God. When you see they are troubled or hurting, sometimes they'll tell us a problem and we say, I'll pray for you. No, let's pray for them right now. 
Our banker came to the bakery. Our banker came to the bakery. Yes. And he said, my wife is dying. Now we could have said, we will pray for you. But you know what we did? We said, let's pray for your wife right now. Let's pray for Laurel right now. He didn't know God. But it let him know that we love him and that there's a God that loves him. And whether God chooses to answer that prayer or not, that's up to the Lord. Our responsibility is to pray for our brothers and sisters. So let's pray for them in the moment because there's power when we're praying together. Also pray in the name of Jesus. We want them to know what God we're calling out to. We want them to know which Lord is the only God. And we want them to know who gets the glory. Today, this morning, I want to read you something that came to me at 2 in the morning. I was thinking about what I was going to say to you today. And at 2 in the morning, God reminded me of a prayer I prayed for almost 30 years. For almost 30 years, I prayed for my dad to quit drinking and come to Christ. It did not happen as many would assume with great joy. It happened through great hardship. Sometimes that's the way God works. My grandmother and my dad and his brother were all alcoholics, all enslaved by alcohol. It ruined, it ruined their lives and their marriage. My parents divorced when I was 16. My dad's life was a mess. From the time I was small, I prayed that he would quit drinking. After their divorce, I wrote my dad letters telling him about Jesus. I took him to lunch telling him about Jesus. And my dad looked me in the eye and he said, I am the master of my own ship. His heart was hard. Eventually, after many, many years, he quit drinking 
But he had no joy. Because his life was not changed. And he did not know God. In the past, the alcohol sedated his pain. It made him forget for a little while that he hadn't been a good husband and he had failed his children and he had disappointed himself. So now he was sober and it was a miracle that God did but he did not yet have deep joy. But I kept praying for years. One day, my dad called. He said, Debbie, my dishwasher broke. I need you to send a repairman over to fix it. I said, I have just the friend. Rick's family has a friend named Wayne. And he will come fix your dishwasher. Now, Wayne was a big Jesus lover. And he considered his work to be a calling from God. So he went over and he fixed my dad's dishwasher. And while he was there, he talked about Jesus. And then he left my dad a Bible tract telling him that we are all sinners and that Jesus had paid the price. It looked like a check. And it talked about the wages with sin. It was a debt that could not be paid. But that Jesus had paid it in full. It made my dad think a little. Well, God worked. And two days later, the dishwasher broke again. Except this time, it was a different problem. Well, Wayne knew that when God sent him to a house twice, it was not about the dishwasher. It was about his heart. So he went over to fix the dishwasher and he started asking my dad about his life. My dad said, I was a bad husband. I was a bad father. I ruined my life with drinking. I lost my family. I'm depressed. I had a stroke. And now I'm starting to get dementia. He was broken. And Wayne talked to him about Jesus. 
And he told him Jesus works with broken people. Because we're all broken. We have all sinned. We have all failed. We have all disappointed God and missed God's plan for us. And that is why God sent his son Jesus. To pay the price with his blood and to die for us in our place because we deserve death. But he told him the good news is he was raised three days later. My dad called me that day and he left me a message. He said, hey, Deb, the dishwasher repairman came. And I guess I'm going to heaven. (laughs) I was not there to get the call, but I heard the call. Three days later, I saw my dad. And he said he received Jesus as his Savior. I shook him by the shoulders and I said, You you didn't tell me that you asked Jesus into your heart. And he looked me in the eye as serious as could be and he said, Yes, I did. And when I did it, I felt something from the top of my toes to the tips of my, top of my head to the tips of my toes. That I've never felt in my life. That is God's miracle. After nearly 30 years of praying. Praise Jesus. Even with my dad's dementia, he got more and more forgetful. His brother was dying from alcohol. His younger brother. He asked me to drive him down there to see his brother. And even with his dementia, even how forgetful he was. I was working in the kitchen and my dad pulled his chair up to his brother. Knee to knee. My uncle could not get himself out of the chair. He could not move. But I heard my dad from the kitchen. And I heard him say to his brother, even with mental illness, he said, and God sent his son to die on the cross for us. I don't know what my uncle made a decision for that or not. I don't know. But, but I know he used my dad. 
I took my dad to the motel. He was sitting on one bed and I was sitting on the other. And we were eating our dinner. And I said, Dad, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that you told Uncle Tom about Jesus. And as he ate his potatoes, he said, I did? I don't even remember that. Praise God. <laughs> In the last two weeks before my dad died, he could not speak. He either spoke real words jumbled up or things that were not words at all. But three times in that last two weeks, when we were reading him God's word, he confirmed faith. One time he was sitting and I was reading him out of Revelation chapter 21 about the new heaven and the new earth. And I, I could not have understood anything he said but clear as a bell when I read him God's word he said I want to go and I said I want to go too dad let's tell Jesus we're ready to go then my sister the next day or two was reading him revelation and he looked in her eyes and he said come with me and she said where you're going I'm going daddy and then the last day I saw my dad he could not speak at all my sister and I sat by his bed we prayed over him we read him God's word and we sang praises to the king he fell asleep while we were singing my sister and I walked outside and she said, oh no. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, I forgot to tell dad it's okay to go. And I said, and I said, okay, I'll wait here. So my dad had not spoken and he was asleep but Danny ran down into his room and she said hey daddy I just came in for one more kiss and I want to tell you that if you see Jesus or you hear him call you you just go right with him and my dad opened his eyes and he smiled big and he said okay 
And God took him the next day. Praise Jesus. So whether you pray for a little bitty while, or whether you pray years and years, your Father hears your prayers. We serve a great and mighty God. So you keep calling out to your Father because He hears you and He loves you. Praise God. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.